0: Hey, I forgot how to do this Hey everybody, welcome back to This is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast Did I do it? Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Oh my goodness
1: You're mistaken
0: We're back in action It has been many, 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 many months And we've missed you I hope you've missed us Um... (laughs) And uh, I hope that you are <laughs> all safe and healthy and whatnot through this insane and troubling time that we live in. Ooh. We haven't recorded since January, January, and it's October now. Who knows when this will Is it? Oh my God. get Yo, released. So it has been... Same. Really, a long time. So it's still in March. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Like I feel like everyone I speak to at work has just said it feels like the clock just stopped in yeah. March, and we're just in we're just
0: in a safe yeah. state
2: right
3: now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're waiting to hit reset. <laughs> so uh, we uh, genuinely we have missed you, and we wanted to wait until it felt like us getting together wasn't going to be you know counterproductive and whatnot, and because we you know for our small audience wanted, to you know be Doing the right thing and be good citizens and whatnot. So we do want to thank the essential workers and the you know the people who kept working through this whole thing as the pandemic was happening. But even even then, just the we want to include the minimum wage workers who also kept working to like you know do the things you know that had to be done to like keep our society uh, running in whatever capacity that was. So we appreciate you all immensely. Snaps. We you know. Our heart goes out to you if you have lost people through this time. It has been a very strange, 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 strange year. And so hopefully we can bring you a couple of hours of D&D entertainment, and that'll be a a good thing. So my name is Owen. I am the dungeon master of this little podcast called This Is Gonna Hurt. Joining me at the table today in a different... They're sitting in a different order, because we you just so don't get confused. But <laughs> we have... You have Alex sitting at the table. I'm here again. This is Craig.
1: Hey, it's Steven in the wrong spot. They brought me back. It's Jeremy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we started this show, what, five years ago? Yes. As crazy as that is. And this isn't um, so we did three seasons of a grand adventure. If you're just tuning in for this randomly because like we haven't released an episode in so long that maybe this is just showing up on your feed and you're like, huh, and you download it. Uh, we did three seasons of a sort of grand adventure in a D and D homebrew world, and this final fourth season is really just a series of epilogues so that we can see these characters through their their twilight years and see kind of what they do with their lives after the 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 main adventure is over. And get that level twenty, <laughs> and get to that level twenty because in the world of D and D, going from one to twenty is a rare and impossible thing, and this will be my first. And everybody at this table's first time actually achieving that. So is this like a sketchy way to do it? Yeah. Do we care? Yeah, it's no. it's a cheating <laughs> a little bit. It, yeah, yes, counts. but but <laughs> it's going to count. And this is not our final epilogue, but you know, it's our first time back in a while. Pandemic going on. You know, I just wanted to thank the guys at the table. I mean, it's we've been literally doing this for like five years now, and you know, Jeremy's yeah. two years married with a person he wasn't married to when we started. I am married when I wasn't even dating my wife at the time. I'm engaged. Alex is engaged.
3: (laughs) I'm also engaged. Steve's engaged. Still single, but
2: I defended my masters. (laughs) But
3: Craig defended his
0: masters in a science field, which is like really, really impressive. So it's been kind of a wacky five years. And uh, I feel like the pandemic has taught us that it's never uh, a bad time to tell the people around you that you appreciate them and that you love them and you enjoy spending time with them. So I wanted to say that to the four of you. Thank you for being on this trip with us. It does, it feels like it's the last epilogue now because we're getting all I'm getting yeah. all weepy, but we still got more, don't worry. Okay, yeah. so last time on This Is Gonna Hurt, the Goblin Spoochers, after an epic battle at the top of a mountain, fighting off someone who was an ally who betrayed them, trying to basically ascend to godhood. They defeated him and were left with all of his earthly possessions. And so trying to kind of unravel certain aspects of what had happened, because it was confusing, it was muddled, what really happened up there on the top of the mountain. They got little bits of closure. They got a lot of possession. Wind- Windard disappeared. Windar was not even with them. Windar went off on his own uh, direction, and, and maybe he'll come back this episode. Um, at the end of that last epilogue, I rolled a 10-sided die, and I added five. That's how many years have passed, and the unlikely event, I rolled a 10, so it has been 15 years since we have started. I didn't do any of the Twitter and Instagram stuff. I think it's okay. So it is 15 years in the future, but wait. There's more. There is more. After the battle at the top of the God's Peak, three years after that epic Battle. We zoom in on a room five levels beneath the surface of the earth. A dungeon, if you will. In this room is a dragon. (laughs) No, not this time. Sorry. (laughs) It's been a while. In this room is an elf. Silver hair, blue eyes, blue. Clothing, armor, short swords, a rapier, other weapons. Lord Thamar. at your feet, dead, are four of your finest warriors. The elven guard that you have spent all of these years away from the goblin splooshers assembling, defeated. You've lost four good men. You've taken 11 of theirs because 11 of the Winter Guard, the elite elven warriors from your homeland, are also dead in this room. Wearing similar white and blue um, fur aesthetic uh, clothing and armor are these silver haired elves. But standing face to face with you is the final member of this particular group of the Winter Guard. Behind him is a locked door, and behind it, you know, is the final piece to the puzzle. And hanging on his belt is a single gold key. You are at half health. You are at half spells. You are at half abilities. Roll initiative.
4: Uh, 21.
0: This member of the Winter Guard is also Beaten, bruised. You are at the climax of this fated battle. Do I know him? Uh, you don't know this particular Winter Guard. Got yeah. It. The this sort of elite group of forces was put together after the usurper took the throne. These are not people you, excuse me, you would have known from your childhood. Uh, you get to go first.
4: You said half spells.
0: You don't have to like Figure actually cut
4: them down, but okay.
0: How do you use spell slots?
4: Understand. You know, just
0: kind of keep in the back of your head I that you're at, you're at half capacity right now.
4: As I'm going first. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will look at the key and he he's like ready to fight I'm assuming is not like... Yeah,
0: he's got his rapier pointed at you and he's sort of like doubled over just a little bit and he's panting and breathing hard because this is sort of this, this lull as like everybody else has fallen and you kind of all, you both look around and realize like, it's just you and me now.
4: Yeah. So with my... Uh, Short swords
5: mm-hmm.
4: I would kind of be like spinning them mm-hmm. almost like just like threateningly, and looking around at everybody dead, I would just uh be like it's it's unfortunate I have to do this, and I would just like sprint at them and just go start sure. slicing and dicing. Uh, the first attack is going to be a 27 to hit. <laughs>
2: Yes, that is. <laughs> the first attack is cutting his head off.
4: <laughs> wow, boys, we're back. That's uh, twelve points of damage.
0: Okay, he's still alive.
4: Okay, I I have to remember I for everything I do. <laughs> it's a little hard
0: to play it's a, a character you haven't played in like fifteen levels. It's a lot of things to do. Here. All
4: Buy right, it. so I have I have extra attack. This is the thing like I you guys like had all your characters. characters
0: level up. Jeremy had to level up both of his characters for this game.
4: Perfect. All right. So I have. Perfect Dulo. True. He's out. He's hanging out.
0: He's out there. It's in the mirror in the world. Mm. Up to only good, beneficial things for society. Definitely.
4: Perfect Dudo. Just such a good guy. Okay. I'm going to attack again. I get to attack three times. Nice. So here we go. That's one. uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) And that's uh, 11 points of damage. Okay and then i have he says 24 to hit
0: my leg yeah that'll
4: hit that's uh 7 damage so that's basically like like i'm just again seeing the people around me and just my my dead friends like i'm going to cut into this guy pretty much as many times as i feel like my got it friends have been wounded i'm taking out all my vengeance on this one guy then I'm going to go ahead and swing with my offhand. Okay. So using my bonus action, I'm going to do that. And that's going to be a 20. Not
0: great. Not uh, he's going to use his reaction to spin his rapier and parry that final blow um, so that it does not hit. Okay. It so knocks it away from you. Can
4: you just tell me what his face looks like in that moment? Like, is he like, Aha, I bested you, or is it like uh, out of fear? He's
0: he's in a little bit of desperation mode, right? So, it was five of you versus 12 of them, Yeah, right? So, even if he's like a couple of steps above the rest of um, these people, which you don't, he there's no indication that he's like the leader of them or anything right, like that. Right. Statistically, you are probably the stronger fighter. So, he's in a little bit of desperation mode.
4: Oh, that's um, wonderful.
0: So, he, he clangs it away. Um,
4: okay, so then, if I see that, Huh. would just kind of smirk a little bit and use his action surge.
1: <laughs> Got okay. him. Kill him on the first round. This is yeah. how we do it. Okay. I'm going to
4: do I'm going to use uh, booming blade. Okay? And that is going to be a That's so close. 31 to hit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that hits, dude. <laughs>
4: How by how much? <laughs> by,
0: by how much? Uh...
4: Uh, that is um, sixteen points of damage, and so my the basically my blade becomes like almost surrounded by this like torrential wind, uh-huh. and then as I swing it and I hit him, it just kind of.
0: I'll keep describing ex- it. How do you want to do this?
4: So it just it just
5: God. it just kind
4: of ex- like explodes and it'll it'll like shoot him backwards. So after the hit, it's like a pierce. Oh, that wasn't that bad. Boom.
0: Got it. He actually flies up and lands next to that door. Um, And he just falls to the ground and you, um, blood is trickling out of his mouth. And in his final breaths, he he just whispers, you will not usurp the usurper. And then he fades.
4: Interesting choice of words. And I would go over. Mm -hmm. I would get the key. I'm going to go into the door.
0: Okay. You unlock the door. There's a set of stairs behind the door going down.
4: I look back at my, my friends and I kind of nod and I don't know the word solidarity, but just like I just alone and just mm-hmm. recognizing that they gave their lives Did for everything. this. Yeah. Um, And uh, in that moment, I'll just, I'll head down the stairs.
0: You walk down the stairs, you find yourself in a small basement. Halfway through the room are a set of bars, bisecting the room. And in the far half, beyond the bars, you see chained with their hands up against the wall, an elf with silver hair, blue eyes, shirtless, wearing these Ragged trousers scars and burns all over his chest and arms. And as he opens his eyes, he says two words Little brother Somewhere else in the world the full 15 years later, after what is no longer known as the Battle of the God's Peak, but is now known as the Battle of the Sundered Summit. Ooh, I like that. We <laughs> zoom in on a small guild hall, the roof of which looks sort of like an upturned ship. It used to exist in sprawling hills and sprawling plains is now nestled at the heart and center of the new city of Melionus, a town that sprung up around uh, this particular source of income of adventurers and, and people needing to stock them with food and supplies that has grown in these 15 short years into a small, bustling city, not, not as large as the Stromals, some 30 miles away, but, but large enough to be called a city in its own Right. Off a little ways, just outside of the city limits, is a kind of a small university-esque campus. Does it have a name?
1: The Organization of Balance.
0: Okay. The Organization of Balance.
4: So, Balanced <laughs> U. Why not BCO or something?
0: <laughs> what's, what's the C for?
4: Oral, isn't it? <sighs> it's a Q. Oh, it's a Q, sorry.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> So Uh in this school, kind of temple, religious organization slash place of philosophy and learning, at the top of a very tall tower is the office of the headmaster of this relatively new school. Steve, Uh could you please describe Brimley's office?
1: Yeah. Wow. So he's got this really nice teak desk really inlaid with a whole bunch of like vines and stuff climbing all over it. Um like carving of vines, not like real vines. But throughout the office there are plants and fauna. Is it is that fauna is animals. Oh, so not the animals. Foliage. Foliage, flora. 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 And hey, flora. Working. Yeah, boy. Uh so a lot of flora, just kinda like stuff hanging from the ceiling, stuff on the walls, just plants. Everywhere, not a lot of decoration besides that. There's uh, a single chair behind his desk, and it's like a nice, not leather but upholstered chair. And then two like simple chairs facing that on the other side of the desk. The only other decoration besides the plants everywhere and the desk is a framed piece of parchment behind his desk on the wall that just says "Welcome to the Club."
0: Boom. boom. And
1: then you know <clears throat> two windows kind of overlooking the university grounds on either side of that uh, framed picture. Cool or framed parchment. And Brimley? Sitting behind in yeah, that Brimley. chair. Could sitting you kind of describe Brimley? Uh, for the most part, looks really similar. Gnomes have kind of large lifespans. Uh, there is some mild streaks of gray in his bright orange red hair, mainly in the beard area. Uh, he does have on one side of his face a single vein that is actually kind of black and crawls up the side of his face. It looks like it's probably starts in his neck and like the beard hair and has crawled up to kind of the temple area, just kind of along the side of his face from the neck. Other than that, he has his armor kind of uh, like his traditional armor on a statue type thing. Like a mannequin? Mannequin, that's the word. Yeah. And he kind of looks over there every once in a while. His shield is there, His carries his staff with him at all times, the same staff he had at the end of the last sessions that he got from his old archmage who apparently lost his mind. And I think that's a, you know, he's just kind of wearing typical archmagey type robes, not like robes of the archmagey, but just like fancy robes. And that's kind of just what he usually spends in day to day. Next to him, though, is a curled up owl bear. Um, and every full grown, full grown owl bear. Yep. And every once in a while, he kind of looks over. He gives a little pet and he says,
5: oh, you're 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 a real good boy, Hatchie. Just I really appreciate your you know your presence, and you make me feel calm."
0: <laughs> and he goes back to sleep.
5: Yeah, yeah, sounds about right.
1: Um, kind of go back, goes back to the paperwork he's kind of working on at
0: the moment. Cool. You uh, some of the paperwork that you are uh, reading through. You are obviously. Um, you you're, you're uh, become friends, actually, with the member of the Twelve that replaced Aegisar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're aware of him. But they, it's been a pretty long time, and they really they didn't, they couldn't find people to replace the Twelve because of this sort of scandalous affair uh, that happened. But you're reading through sort of like a, a paper that's been sent to you by Novoon, who wants to kind of keep you in the loop, mm-hmm. that Nessa Strongarm, who is a centaur, uh, and one of the original members of the Twelve has kind of retaken her position, uh, which was, was formerly, most recently, um, you, Akira's position on the Twelve, and Nessa Strongarm has taken back her seat as a centaur, which mm-hmm. is, um, for you, is insane, because uh, centaurs went extinct 3,000 years ago. Right. Um, they, they don't exist anywhere in a true, and even, even in the readings you've done of the Feywild, there are no centaurs. Okay. Um, in this world, and so it's very strange that she's a centaur. Yeah. Um, something you might be pondering. Uh, there's a knock on the door.
4: Um, yeah. That's a question. Sure. Just understanding purposes. Mm-hmm. So when somebody was a member of the Twelve, uh-huh. their, life, their lifespan continues. Right, like they, like wherever they left off, they just continue with their lifespan. Is yeah, they don't like
0: turn to dust. Right, they just yeah, like they I, they, I was yeah. thirty when I turned. It, I'm it, still thirty. It, it resumes. Yeah, their, their, life, their life
4: resumes. And then she the could so like of the her of taking it back is basically like okay, now wherever she left off mm-hmm. after that time, right. that's okay. Gotcha.
0: So she's theoretically she would theoretically look a little bit older, but it's only been 15,
4: 14. 14
0: years now at this point. Um.
4: And she has that she's
0: aged because she went from being a member of the Twelve to being trapped inside of a crystal in Age of Swords. Ah,
4: got it, got it, got it. Um,
0: so she's aged like fourteen years. Understand? Yeah.
4: What's up? I have two
3: questions. Sure.
0: One of them, what was the thing that the uh, leader of the Oath of the
3: Ancients? I mean the um, the Brotherhood of the Timeless. What was the thing he said to me that also Novoon said to me?
0: I don't. I don't particularly remember.
3: Okay. And other um on uh you want to search our wiki. (laughs) On a less serious note, <laughs> <That hurts.
2: laughs> um, <laughs>
3: ouchie. She took her seat back. Mm -hmm. She's a centaur. What does a centaur's
4: seat look
2: like? Oh,
5: shut up. (laughs) 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 I got you!
4: It's actually just like a cutout for your front. So it's like not the seat (laughs) part. It's
0: just you (laughs) step in and you're like... So there is a a, a knock on your door.
1: Uh, I think I would finish reading whatever I was reading. And I I would yell out,
0: Ah, just a moment!
1: All right. And then i have like... Do I recognize the voice? Yeah. Yeah, And then so I... Finish it up and go. All
0: right, come on in. What's going on? Uh, so the door opens. The first thing that happens is a kind of adolescent owl bear uh, runs into the room and immediately goes over to yours and starts pestering it. And yours is mm, mm, swatting it away. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see uh, your son, uh, Greno, uh, sixteen years old, light blue skin, you know, t- uh, tattoo-esque markings, er- you know, almost tattoo esque markings, you know, markings. A big like like the girl from Brave like her hair.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but you know the ends sort of spin and swirl as if they're blowing in the breeze, emerald green eyes and just the the beginnings of a crustache. <laughs> just like well. just you know 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh he's sense. in oh, ginger mustache
3: too. That's the worst.
0: <laughs> he's in like school attire, like he's in like um I'm sorry, not like school attire but the the religious side of things, like he's yeah. probably do- taking doing some sort of religious duty. Um and he goes, "Hey, dad, uh I don't know if you're busy. Mom told me to come get you. Um.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Okay. Uh. Can you can you tell Springer just to, to back it up a little bit? Yeah. Hatches yeah. A little come, little here, come
0: here. Today. Come here. Mm-hmm. And and you know his owlbear, I don't yeah. know all of their names off the top of my head, <laughs> like you seem to. Uh, runs over to him. She's like, hey, you know, he rubs their rubs
1: the top of their head. Yeah. Um, uh, so he he grabs his staff and kind of pops up off of the chair. Uh,
0: so how tall though is Greno? Greno is uh. <clears throat> I mean he's sixteen, so maybe he's gonna keep growing. Yeah. He's he's like five five. Okay, so he's still substantially taller You know, than like me. he's he's taller than you, but yeah. he's not as tall as his mother. Yeah. Um, but he's it's not like he's halfway between the two of you. Right. He's just mostly, mostly his mother's tall. height, but
1: is like a couple of yeah. you know, inches well, short of um, that. Um yeah, so I, I grab my staff and, and kind of pop out of the chair and start walking along next to him using the staff as kind of like
0: Yeah, um, Uncle Korath is in the, the lobby. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. How? How long has it been? Oh my
5: god! Let's go.
0: So you, you know, you hurry off, and uh, I'm running. I'm running. Uh, while they're doing that, um, Korath, you come back to a. I mean, I mean, it's sort of up to you how often you've visited, but the city has grown since your last visit, and it is sort of like it's sort of like that thing like you probably knocked in the guild hall, and we're just like. Hey, there used to be a guild here for the Goblin Spploosers. <laughs> and they're just like, "Yeah, dude, this is it. Um, and uh, and they kind of directed you toward um, the only member of the goblin Spploosher who, well, the, the two members of the Goblin Spploosers who are probably still in like the city, which would be Bermil and Genta, and they sent you in the direction of the organization of Balance. And you find yourself these big, epic, you know, double wooden doors and very well manicured. Grounds, but done in a way it's not like we've conquered nature, but in more of a way of like, we're like highlight. We're gonna highlight nature, so there are like rare plants and things like that to be like, hey, we're gonna give these things a, a place to to actually grow and and whatnot. It's it's less about taming and it. it's more about working alongside of nature in in balance.
3: I think it's been ten years.
0: Probably I, that would make sense. May I, um,
3: I might have been visiting. More frequently in the beginning, yeah, so
0: the last time like you met Greno, he was like five years old, so he's like a little kid. he was like really little, yeah, and so you find yourself in sort of this large foyer. It's exactly what you would imagine of sort of like a nature temple that is also a um, a school and a place of philosophy and learning, like I said, it sort of has this aesthetic, like when they can, they'll make columns and beams look like trees that the branches spread out, holding up ceilings and um you know so it is really, really beautiful, but Again, it's sort of this like highlighting of nature, and you find yourselves in a lobby. In a a lobby, um, you are having polite conversation with uh, Stumra, who hasn't aged barely at all. I mean, she has, so she looks just, but she just looks
1: fine wine. She's just like you know, she's you know, distinguished, damn beautiful, (laughs) and and,
0: you know, elegant, and, and yeah, you're in polite conversation with her.
2: So. What you're telling me is he hasn't gotten any taller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, he's still... She gestures. But that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you, have you gotten any taller?
2: N- no, but I'm, I'm already tall. Actually, I don't know. Have I gotten taller? Maybe. But... Wait, oh, but not at all. Like... He's still like.
5: If anything, he may have gotten shorter. <gasps> <not>. Oh no!
0: <laughs> Sturmra, how
5: could
2: you do him dirty like
0: that? <laughs> so coming from coming from some stairs, Brimley probably is ahead of, Grano. of he is. So you you kind of clear the these like tree pillars, and, and you I see like in the great hall a corner. Yeah, and you yeah. see uh, you see. Quorth, uh, can you describe what does Corath look like fifteen years later? Yeah, um,
3: his armor is quite similar. It's not dirty, but like any of like the like kind of bronze filigree on it mm-hmm. has it all like like patinaed and it's like very, it's almost like a darker brown now. Cool. Um, he kind of he's he he's wearing his trusty cloak of billowing, of course. Um, because why would he not? <laughs> um, it's, it's one of his prized possessions. And um, he has he has two belts, like, kind of stacked. Um, so one of them is his, everyone's, the one that everyone's familiar with, which is his uh, belt of dwarven kind, um, which gives him his nice voluptuous beard. Yeah, boy. And then the second one, which is slightly taller, it, uh it, which is set a little higher on his uh waist. It looks a little
0: ridiculous, but he pulls it off. <laughs> well, when your torso is like the size of a, like, a regular-sized human, you know? Um he um he's
3: wearing a belt of fire giant strength, which like if you guys are familiar with like old historic imagery of uh Blackbeard, he would put few like can chooses, yeah. in his in his beard to make it like smoke. He kind of has like his beard is kind of just like smoldering, smoldering. and his eyes are more gold like like goldenish orange than they used to be.
2: Pretty wild image right now. <laughs> I got I got Blackbeard smoking uh, beard up here. Yeah, yeah. And and he he, looks-
0: would, he had like dreads and <laughs> stuff, and he would like interweave. Them into like his his like dreads and stuff, and would light them in battle. That's I was insane. Like, yeah, so it, it kind
3: of is like that. It's not like distracting. It's just kind of like like this like, it, this like kind of billowing off the bottom of like the bit.
0: ends of the beard. Like you're yeah. like, oh my god, is that smoke? It's like, no, nah, it's just hair. Oh, is it smoke? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is that Blackbeard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm often confused for Blackbeard. <laughs> Do you still have all your limbs? Um, yep, Jenta restored yeah, his leg right. in the in the epilogue. Oh, yeah. I guess has he has lost he any? He since then. Um, oh, since um, then. he's missing a few fingers. Okay. Whoa, wait. Hey. Yeah, um, yeah. That would make sense because there is uh, sort of a development I didn't I didn't tell you about. Uh, I didn't get a chance to tell you about is that probably like six years ago you were just sort of on the road and you uh, met this tough looking female centaur with a double two-handed axe and basically just said, are you Korath of the Sundered Summit? I am. And proceeded to try to kill you regardless of who won or lost that fight. You know, if you know you got down to low hit points or she did and was just like, all right, cool. You're, you're as tough as I thought you'd be. And then every like six months or so, she sort of shows up wherever you are and, Battles. And then what you choose to do after those battles is totally up to you. But so uh, you you have you have frequently uh, found yourselves at found yourself at the the end of the blade of uh, of one Nessa strong arm who who hunts you down a bit. Cool.
2: He's a hell of a lady.
0: <laughs> he says looking at his fingers <laughs> and saying, hell of a lady. <laughs> so
1: so Bradley comes skidding around the corner and like comes sliding to a stop and then comes running up to you and goes,
5: Korath!
1: My gosh, the stories are true. <laughs> I thought she was
2: lying.
5: Uh, about what?
2: You haven't gotten any taller. It's been so long.
5: But you haven't gotten any shorter. He's so like, what's your point? What is my point? I don't know, man. That's what I'm asking. Well, wait, wait, what are you doing here?
0: Well, I just... Oh, that was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you at some point got a note and asking you
3: it. to meet here
0: <laughs> <laughs> on this specific day, um, asking you to go to the teleportation room within the Organization of Balance at a particular time. That is why you're here.
2: Yeah, I have this, um, I got this, this n- note, um, and it it told me to uh, come to the teleportation room at the, um, the Organization of Balance, which
5: I... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, this that's place us. has gotten a lot bigger. Yeah, um, it wasn't really on purpose. We kind of built like a temple with Juntas Junt here, and uh, I mean, you know that you've been here like forever yeah. ago.
0: You have the envelope too that it came in, and Greno says, "Oh yeah, Dad, I, I put that on your desk a couple weeks ago." And you have papers stacked up, so oh. it's very, it's very possible that you know a message to you got lost in the in the paperwork huh. of running a school. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. that's that's Greno. Hey,
2: yeah, um, hey right Uncle Cora. Yeah. You, you are taller than your I was I was wondering if he was <laughs> gonna <too>. if he <laughs> was gonna be if he was gonna be like
5: blue and short. Yeah. <laughs> he got all, he got all the good stuff from his mom, but he got my hair, buddy!
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he looks really embarrassed as his voice cracks because he's you know 16 and you know it that happens. Um he's there's an owl bear. He's got an owl bear and that. that an owlbear. Brimley, I'm, I'm very impressed, an owlbear. That'll be
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, they, are, they all get one.
2: That'll be quite the challenge when he's, when he's, uh, when, when it's time for him to, you know, go through his rights.
0: Which? Which one? God, race? oh my god, we flashbacks to Coram like, <laughs> raising, like a, like, a wolf
2: as, like, his only friend in the world and then having to, like, beat it to death with his fists. Oh my god. <laughs> You're weak, boy. <laughs> Finish the beast. <laughs> okay, Dad. Let the boy
1: watch. Oh, um, Brent looks around. He goes,
5: oh, "Sturm, where's the? Uh, where's the rest of them? Oh, they're you
0: know probably out and about. Do you oh, want okay. me to call them? Or uh,
5: I thought it'd be nice for I Corith never got to meet any of them.
0: Oh, okay." Uh, she has like a a little amulet yeah. that she holds up, which effectively lets her cast the um, sending spell, but to like a group to a select group of people who can all receive it at the same time. It's just uh, kids, Uncle Korath is here, and uh, kids. more of them, and yeah, buddy, five other, right? Yes, five, five other, five other uh, kids, all significantly younger than. Greno, there's like probably like a five year Mm -hmm. gap where they didn't have any kids, and then they had like five in a row. So uh, they come through. The oldest, the second oldest, is holding the youngest, um, and they're all varying levels of like blue skin or like not blue skin or red hair or like Stumra's gray hair. They're all just indifferent. Um, combinations and yeah. configurations. As they're walking in. They all come from different parts and of the, the tower, by the way. And there's
1: a group of owlbears walking behind them. Yeah. Like young owlbears like all like playing together and There's stuff.
0: like there's like a there's like a shuttered window like up high and it just flies open. And like the the third oldest just kind of like feather falls in, and then his his like pops through, and like, mm, mm, like doesn't know what to do, and like turns around to so like finds another way. Like minutes later, this just one alabair is gonna like come through.
3: Um, as as they as they're walking through, uh, Korath is is finishing his. Uh, he 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 kind of like went down on a knee and was like kind of like so he's face to face with with Greno, and he uh, was kind of just finishing up. Um, Describing in detail to Greno how the best way to uh, oh, kill an owl. owl bear with your bare hands,
0: <laughs> and he's like, he's not, he doesn't have like a scared look. Uh, he knows exactly who you are. He's heard every story there is about you. So like, he he's very much like, you know,
5: like, oh yeah, and
0: then, oh yeah, and then, oh, yeah. and then, oh all
2: right, cool. Yeah. And the beat gets complicated. So. Uh, what, what you often need to do is when it pinches at you, you grab the bottom one uh-huh. and then you have to, you just have to like, kind of like push
0: down and forward to kind of dislocate the Got jaw. Got And his, his owlbear is just like <laughs> pawing at him and he's just like, he's like no, it's going to be okay. No, no, don't, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. So like all these kids kind of like fly in through like various parts of, you know, from the, and they're, most of them you've, you've never met actually
1: any of them, any of them. Yeah.
0: Um, and so it's up to you if you want to uh, introduce all of your children. I think it's okay.
5: I, think, I have all their names, but I think we'll just go like, hey, hey kids, this is Korath. Korath,
0: this is kids. And they just like fly up onto you and they like, and, oh they my like, and one like grabs kind of like, on your beard and is just like, it's smoking. Um,
2: Did they all do the Von Trapp family sing? Like,
5: <laughs> hello, so long, farewell. Only yeah, at the, only at the end
0: of the day. Only at the end of the
5: day.
1: Oh, um, man. I just bought so, my nose. really, really kind of like watches this amusedly for a second. Then he goes,
5: "So, Korath, what uh, what time do we have to be up there? Wait, if you got one, Greta, you said I got one. I think so. Yeah. Did Jinta did get one? Do you know?
0: Um, a um, I didn't give him one, but maybe.
5: Okay, uh, do you want to come with me just to check on Jinta really quick and see what the deal is? Like, when do we have to be up there?
0: Later in the day, like okay, dinner, cool. After dinner, it just says it. It says says so a time. It, it's, cool. it's six o'clock. We'll call it sure. six o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, kids, get, get, get
5: down. Get down. Aww. Get, hey. Yes, dad. Yeah. All right. Go sweep or something. All right, come on. Let's go see Junta. <laughs> right. go, go do kid stuff. <laughs> uh.
1: So I think Brimley would would lead Jinta, uh not Junta, Korath out of the hall to. I, I'm i assuming Junta's like. In a, the gro- a grove or something, or yeah. So there is. Yeah.
0: So there's sort of like a large central uh, courtyard, and there is this uh, really beautiful uh, tree Ooh. at the center, and, and it's it's new. You're obviously aware of it. Yeah. Um, it's not like massive yet, but the the bark looks like it's made of solid gold, and the leaves are this bright uh, orangish red. Always. All year long. Leaves don't fall. Excuse me. Leaves don't fall out in winter. Just perpetually. Yeah. Looks like it's autumn.
1: Uh, I think as, as we'd be walking there, uh, Brimley would turn to Korath and say,
5: uh, So, is uh, kind of watching over the street,
0: you actually...
1: I would know there's that other one, right? Oh yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it actually it matches, because I don't know that I described it particularly well, but it matches the tree that is in the, um, the cliff balcony of the Brotherhood of the Timeless.
4: Ah, so I, ah. I, I, you know but that it's a very, for uh, us a very that
0: special thing. As
1: we trait. go and say, like,
5: hey, uh, you know, we kind of got your your tree's twin over here, or little brother, or, or something. I don't, I don't really know. I wasn't listening, but J- Jenzo can tell you more, probably. I don't, I don't know.
0: Oh my, cool. That is beautiful. So you arrive at this um, courtyard, and uh, two of your kids run by and they just they just like run like run through the courtyard and then run out a door and as they're they're running by you hear the one that's chasing the other one that said no you said i was gonna get to play windar and then they keep running (laughs) um and uh junta you are sitting at the at the base of your uh at this tree you've actually just finished giving sort of like a philosophy lecture to a bunch of these like acolytes and they're they're leaving and uh they all like look really serious when they see you, Brimley, and they like bow and they like walk by. Uh, and can you describe what does Junta look like fifteen years later?
4: All right, so um, not much has changed in terms of uh, like his aesthetic, um, but he's definitely older. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's at this point his shell has a lot of a lot more markings on it of like just wear and tear, just like mm-hmm. old age, um, not necessarily wrinkly, but cracks in the skin, just like kind of. You know, I guess you could say the face is kind of more not droopy, but just more like like older, dro- yeah. like kind of pulled down a little bit. Um, like
2: Samuel L. Jackson.
4: Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say he
2: looks
4: that. Like a snapping turtle. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. yeah, kind of does. Um, <laughs> kind of does. No, I love Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> uh, always, always carrying his staff with him. Again, very much uh, more more relying on it than anything else to to get around, like less less springing the step stuff like that. More hunched over, I would say. And uh yeah. That's that's a lot since I
3: I I always pictured Jenta already being hunched over because of the whole turtle thing.
0: Yeah. Um (laughs) So you uh the two of you, you begin walking towards uh Jenta.
5: Hey! Hey! There he is! There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There
2: he is! We found it!
5: Yeah, yeah, we well we knew where he was, Korath. So But you know, say hi. (laughs)
1: Koran Chapter. Hello everyone We'd just like to take this moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you So thank you to Austin, Caitlin, Frederick, JJ, Jordan, Justin, Kim, LA, Michael, Necroscope7, Neil, and Scott Thank you for
5: all your support in helping us to keep this podcast going